I'm Ethan Richards. I'm Beckett Rice. And I'm CJ Bakel. And for today's episode, since we've been away, we've been taking a little bit of a break. We've been traveling, doing a lot of studying, been all... School. Yeah, school. <laughs> school has definitely taken over our lives or, you know, we've been traveling. So we're coming back together and we just kind of wanted to uh, talk about rugby, just update everything with you guys listening and just... Yeah, have a casual conversation about rugby on this great Sunday afternoon. Yeah, well, Sunday afternoon for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Afternoon oh, this yeah. is coming out. <laughs> yeah. So, Or whenever you're listening to it, because it's yes. going to have a couple weeks worth of content in it that is worth yes. a good... Um, a good listen to uh, from a variety of different places. So do we want to start with where uh, we got our start, collegiate rugby? Yes. yes Huge weekend absolutely. for us. Yeah. Um, we've got – so do we want to start with men's or women's? Let's start uh, with men's and then we'll end on a high note. Yes. I like that. That's a good, that's a good idea. All right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So – for the women's side, or no, for the men's side. Men's. <laughs> yeah, I said end on, on a high note. End on a high note. I know, note. I know. I was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was messing with you. I was messing with you. Uh, um, so for the men's side, uh, for the Collegiate Rugby Championship, we had uh, a couple people take the cups. We And Premier, uh, Mount St. Mary's, D1, <laughs> San Diego University. Yeah, really. Uh, D1, San Diego University. They uh, beat out Clemson tier. Yes. Um, and then D2, Indiana University of Pennsylvania. And small college was Babson College. Yes. Very small college. I have not heard of that. I also have not heard of Indiana University of Pennsylvania. But I have heard of California University of Pennsylvania. So I hope they were both rivals because that'd be. <laughs> because I didn't know. I knew there was a California, a city called California in Pennsylvania. I didn't know there was an Indiana in Pennsylvania, but apparently there is, and they are apparently pretty good at rugby. Yeah, I mean they they uh, took home a cup this year, so yeah, pretty good. I was so good. can we address the elephant in the room? Yes. Sure. Yes. The Clemson men's rugby team coming place in the D one. Yeah. yeah, we we're we're disappointed, but at the same time, this is not too bad. You, you're I mean, opening up a big can of worms championship game. Yeah, that is a it is a championship game. I am yeah. proud of the boys for getting to a championship game and being able to play for uh, playing on a national stage and playing for something. Mm-hmm. Just a disappointing result. Yeah, yeah. it's unfortunate. Um, you know, they had they look they look good in the run up to it. They beat you know beat Delaware, beat UConn, annihilated South Florida forty nothing, and then um, beat UConn again to set this up. But just they fall short fifteen to seven against you know good San Diego side. Who um, I believe yeah I think also went undefeated. Um, with a lot of good wins, 22-5 to Maryland, 24-0 to Boston College, 28-0 Bowling Green, 22-0 North Carolina, and then 15-7 to 
Clemson. So they only gave up 12 points in their five matches. That is impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. And obviously, like, paying more attention to the the D1 than the Premier because, you know, Clemson was in the D1. So obviously. No bias. No, no bias. yeah, no bias, not at all. Uh, not <laughs> at all, but you know, we could look at take a look at the men's premiere. Um, obviously, of course, you know, as we said, Mount St. Mary's they Saint won. Mary's. They defeated Indiana. The apparently the fake Indiana, the real Indiana University, is in Pennsylvania, not in Indiana. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but, you know some some good matches there. You the know, Mount- actual <laughs> Indiana. Yeah, some big upsets went went on there and there. You know, Indiana beat uh, cuts Cutstown twenty six five to get to the championship. Tennessee upset Navy thirty one ten. Although I guess Navy doesn't really focus as much on their seven side. Um, as you say, they've been uh, tanned up on fifteens. So yes, um, Western USC defeated Eastern USC twenty six to seven. So. <laughs> And then oh. we had some I- oh, are you talking about South Carolina and Southern yeah, California? Too long for me to be like, yeah, Southern we don't, Eastern we don't, USC, Eastern USC. You mean we, we don't South Carolina. South Carolina, USC versus yeah. no, 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 USC. Remember, it's it's U of SC when you're talking yes. about the other, Star, the Star other. Well, no, they removed that. Remember, they removed yes. that. Yes, they're they're waiting to get sued again. So <laughs> it's U just, of SC. We just play by we just play by the S car rule. Yes, it would, it would, it would be USC if they were the real USC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, some other interesting matchups um, went on. We had a couple of Ivy League teams. Dartmouth played Brown. Uh, Dartmouth beat Brown 24-19. We had a couple of academies in there, and Navy and Air Force. When they matched up, uh, Air Force came out on top there. Um, a few others. Some ACC and, and Big Ten teams representing... Virginia Tech and Michigan, uh, a little bit of Notre Dame beat their rivals, uh, Southern Cal, 17-5. So a lot of good games here and there. Yeah. So good. I mean, you know, I got to say, though, like all the universities all around the country um, flying out there and playing some, some great rugby. I was going to add, I got I to gotta admit that, uh, what is his name, Chris Cleland guy from Mount St. Mary's. Like he had mm-hmm. four tries in the first like couple group stages. Yeah, like yeah. that guy could flat out fly. Yeah, he's yeah. quick, rapid. That man is. Not to uh, to distract the conversation from the rugby itself too too much, but I just want to get y'all's opinions on something because we haven't actually had an opportunity to talk about this. Yeah, what do yeah. y'all think about the CRCs being in DC this year? Um. Personally, I thought it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Um, I feel like, considering the time of year being in DC, it's probably better weather. It's you know because it's sort of in between the South and the North. So it's probably like I have no idea what that what the weather actually was. I'd have to look it up. So it's probably like more mild temperature and stuff. And then I think DC does have a pretty solid um, rugby. Um, I would hope so. They host well, the rugby MLR community. Team. Yes, yes. They do have like they're well, one of the like mini hotbeds of rugby the community in the, of communities in the United States. So, so I, well, I, I would like me, the choice. Yeah, part of the reason why I was asking the question because uh, I um, I'll give my answer as well um, is just because like 
I see the CRCs and I'm like, I, I excited to see it in more places and like, hopefully they'll continue the trend of it moving to different cities yeah. because I think that's like more interesting and appealing to draw different audiences and different rugby communities like around the country. Yeah, I agree. What do you think, CJ? Well, I was going to say it also being DC is like a large populated area. It, you know, especially with like Baltimore being nearby uh, and just like Northern Virginia in general, that being a highly populated area, that a lot of the people uh, who go to all these different schools, it doesn't matter if it's like Taylor or, you know, Roger Williams or Clemson, there's still going to be a, large po- a larger population of people who went to those colleges in that area. So I'm hoping that if these schools were saying, hey, you know, your alma mater's rugby team is playing for a national championship, you should go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And there were, like, Based a lot of teams from the, the neighboring states in the forms of, um, like, obviously Virginia Tech and uh, Annapolis, you know, Naval Academy at Annapolis and um, Mary Washington. So that's great, you know, that you get teams from the surrounding areas to come because that will pull even more uh, – uh, fans to come and, and watch their teams yeah um, i will say though For maybe sure. maybe they were also banking on um joe biden being a big uh rugby fan an ireland fan oh i i i think one thing that this this like tournament's been the most successful at is that it is literally the largest tournament in the world um, like that's not even an exaggeration. The amount of teams that come in and play, even like, like is just, it's amazing. Frankly, that's that's the best way to put it. In my opinion, it is amazing. Yeah, I mean, like I was keep on getting a bunch of like different things, like from tick, like not only just like from typical rugby related, like say accounts or anything, but like if you see on TikTok or Instagram, those we're talking about, like oh. This is the world's largest event, like for rugby. There's like these incredibly in, huge amount, a number of teams that are playing, all playing for eight different championships, right? Yeah. So there's a lot. There was a ton of like, um, yeah. You even sent us one video of like a guy who yeah, doesn't normally cover rugby. Yeah, he was like a he was a big TikToker who just talks about yeah. normally it's like football or baseball or something like that, and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's. There's rugby going on in Maryland, maybe not DC, but like Maryland, and yeah. it has like a hundred some teams are all playing. Yeah. So, yeah. so to bring it back to playing, let's jump to the women's side. Focus. Oh yeah. Or, um, <laughs> um, so anybody in particular want to pick up the big news? Yes, I'll also I'll bring it out. So um, the premier uh, side champions was Brown University. Not only do they have brains over there, but apparently they got a lot of brawn. Um, Brown has brawn. Brown has brawn. Brown has brawn and brains. Yes. Um, <laughs> D one, of course, your Clemson women's tigers won. Yes, sir. Uh, They've been on a round of applause for them. Yes, round of applause, honestly. And they have had a very great, very good year because they won the 
He won national title, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, won their conference, so they've had a phenomenal year. Um, and then D2, Roger Williams University won, and small college was Endicott College. Okay, going back to the D1 Nash, uh, D1 club. Again, it's the D1 National Championship, so this is a big deal. And they smoked some of these teams. You know, they beat yeah. Cornell 34 nothing, Pittsburgh 38 nothing. They lost to Boise State in a close one, but, you know, they carried on, played Baylor, which honestly I thought was a little bit more lopsided of a match than what the score had it at 10-5, to and then smoked UMass 29-17 to in the final. So not only was it, you know, a W for the national, for the national title, they were played very well. And we've been saying in the past that, they, the team is looking very good. I feel like Clemson is starting to become a women's rugby school, because even in fifteens they were one of the tops, uh, top teams in the nation. For yeah, they, sure, they were. They were, like I said, great year for the women's team. Yeah, it's uh, really awesome to see. And I know, like right after I saw that they had. Uh, one, I immediately picked up my phone. I was like, I'm going to text Kim. Congratulations. Yeah. Coach. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did the same thing. I told, I texted Kim and I was like, coach of the year question. Mark? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously though, like they've been doing like a great job this year and she's been doing a fantastic job. So I'm like super excited for, for them. And I, I honestly, like, uh, I don't want to spoil too, too much, but hopefully we'll be having her on soon. Um, by and I, that I mean maybe next episode uh, if we can get our schedules worked out. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. but yeah, uh, we definitely want to talk to some national champions on this, uh, yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, like uh, she, like I, I know, like through even throughout like my time at Clemson, like you know, and Kim, she's an awesome person. She's definitely like a, a really passionate individual about the game. So. It's super exciting to see like her take like take up this position and and like them have a successful year that like clearly they're doing stuff right. And also, it's just it it shows that they also have like that team has a great work ethic and they have a great mentality. Uh, obviously, with my sister playing on the team, yeah, no, bias. it seems like they yeah. they ha- yeah, no bias. They have a, it seems like that this team has a lot of good chemistry and good leadership. Uh, which again, it comes back to like a lot of experience because a lot of these, uh, a lot of these women are playing. You know, this will be like their third, maybe their fourth year, and this has definitely not been their first time that they've played on a national stage yeah. and played for uh, multiple tournaments and played in a lot of high stakes matches. So they, it's it's great to see. Yeah. So it is, and so so CJ, would you then? Um, would you chalk up Mari's uh, ability on the rugby pitch to your, um, you know, excellent coaching from a young age? I certainly would not. No, that's all her. Yeah. That's all her. <laughs> that's all her hard work. Yeah. So I say, CJ, coaching? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Come on, I coached a little bit once. I know. I'm just giving you crap. Once upon a time. Yeah. Come on. Give me a break. <laughs> Hey, I was the only uh, Clemson rookie team 
coach. And we went one and one. So all right. All right. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you, I guess. <laughs> but um on the Shall uh, we continue on to the international yes. side? Yes. Yeah. Again, congratulations to not only the Clemson women's rugby team, but to all the uh the champions from this last weekend. A lot of great rugby. Can't wait for next year. For sure. So at the international level, we have uh, a set to play a four nations cup after the world cup. We have Spain, Brazil, Canada, and USA, uh, which is going to be interesting. Teams that didn't qualify yeah. getting games in. So something that we keep on bringing up and we keep on circling back to when it comes to the United States and rugby is that we keep on being the team that other teams, like other bigger teams, just want to like play as a warm-up match and will not necessarily get like good experience or good matches against competitive teams. Like New Zealand will come in, stomp us by 100, and then continue on doing whatever they want. And we just play those one-off matches every once in a while, and we hardly get to see similar competition and play the, like a, a similar opponent or consistent opponent. So maybe this will be nice to actually see us play matches consistently throughout yeah. the years. Yeah. And that's that's my biggest thing is that we just keep on getting, oh, cool, we're playing the French Barbarians. Okay. Makes sense. Oh, we're playing in this other tournament for the uh, Rugby World Cup qualifier, which stunk. So yeah, I like to see that us play other teams more often and hopefully that will branch out from like a four nations to even like a six nations yeah i see i think the biggest issue that we have is just lack of consistency game time lack of consistency with the international team together they need not just more games regularly but like more camps throughout the year like i'm okay with because because i know this happens in in the uk that they do this it, like in during the prem season they'll have like camps the national team they'll get like 30 30 to 40 guys together have for like a week or two they'll miss a game or two and they will work and they will work and practice together they should you know i'm fine if we miss some of the great there are best players for a couple matches during the mlr season if they're you know somewhere training um you know um because that's that's the biggest thing because i mean if you look at most of the matches in world cup qualification um you know obviously we lost, but it's like we most of them we didn't lose that badly. Uruguay was not great. We lost on aggregate fifty to thirty four. So that's like a, a sixteen point difference. But you know, we only, we drew with Chile and then we lost on aggregate to or we drew with Portugal, sorry, and we lost on aggregate to Chile by one point. I think that just comes down to those teams were a lot more familiar with each other. They had spent a lot more time with each other. If we had that time we could have won and we would be in the World Cup. And that's what we need. Yeah. And and hopefully, hopefully this will provide that. Yeah, hopefully this Four Nations um, is more than just this one-off tournament that they do. Yeah. Um, I, and I will say it is a little weird that on a World Cup year they're choosing to do it in November. I mean, I guess, like, it makes sense yeah. in some lights uh, because uh, that's, you know, like, if you're not going to make the World Cup, like you still want to at least get games during that time frame. But yeah. the other well, side, they haven't of the point, specified exactly when it's going on, but I'd imagine it's probably November. Yeah, 
I do believe on the American Rugby News it does say it uh, says, Spain will host a special competition in November. Oh, you're right. November. I didn't see that. Yeah, so November. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully this can become a consistent thing and maybe like they move it to the spring where there's already set competition, you know, that already exists that you know you're not going to be involved in. Um, you know, none of these teams are going to be involved in because, again, it is uh, a spray, Spain, Brazil, Canada, and the United States. Yeah. Um, so I would be very happy if this could be something that could possibly replace the ARC because I think we've suffered very heavily from that loss. And, you know, I hate to say it, it is sort of like we've suffered harsh you know, because of Canada, kind of, because they voted against huh. Augustin Pichot show in the, his bid for world rugby chairman and south america sort of like grouped them in with us and we're like all right we're gonna get kill arc we don't want to play with them anymore um consistently and we don't want it to be north america's one and south america's two, one now it's america's one and america's two and that you know we shot ourselves in the foot by freaking losing that's our own fault but that is not helping that that league doesn't exist anymore yeah. And that it was America's one and two instead of North and South America. But I mean, to be fair, that's that one's not as big of a deal, I don't think. Yeah, I think that one just shows that. I mean, we were the weaker continent. Yep, it definitely, oh, for absolutely. Sure. Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah, I would. I mean, you know, we we talk about the problems of the USA rugby. At least we're not Canada. Oof. Like, <laughs> I hate to say it. No, you're but right, you're right. They have even bigger issues than we do. Yeah. So, shall we move on to focus yeah. on some of the MLR news that we've missed? Bing, bing! Uh, that's my, that's my uh, uh, impersonation of a boxing ring. Yeah. 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 yeah and in well. this corner, coming in out of Houston, Texas, quote, human versus... Oliver Richardson. Oh boy! Yeah, this Dude, that is, was this crazy. Wild. Dude, that, is, I've never slack. seen that in, in all of sports. I don't think yeah. that's that's ever happened. What two that coaches getting into a physical altercation? Yeah, no, definitely not. I don't. That I haven't seen it. That went viral on everywhere. Oh it, yeah, it was it was a new meme immediately all over. Yeah, it was wild. Not just the rugby world. Like I was oh, seeing that. Seen like it. other other people who I'm friends with who don't really watch rugby at all were sending me pictures of it. Yes. I was like, "Are you kidding me? This is, this, is like it's big." Is oh. this is this a um, instance of all publicity is good publicity? I you know. I mean, I guess I hope so. Because maybe people are like, oh man, we have a team. You know, I'm gonna go take a look at it now. You know, <laughs> fighting like, works oh for goodness. hockey. It does. Do, it's it's a huge oh hey. We Southerners, just, we love our hold hockey on purely to see someone get punched in the face. Hold on, I go to the Stingrays because I want to see someone get hit. Guys, <laughs> this is a great idea. This yeah. is how we do. This is oh my gosh. This Rugby is how boxing. we make. No 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 no. No. Just once a match, we have the coaches do go, do it out against each yeah. other. So so it is yeah. rugby boxing. You get to, you get to pick yeah. which coach, right? Because I would send in the strength and conditioning coach every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine. <laughs> well, from that, he's maybe you can put human. Put human. Yeah, well, he's a big boy. <laughs> he's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, no. Send the scrum coach in because oh you know that guy. He's seen some things. 
Got the dog. Uh, it's gonna go straight for the kidneys on that one. <laughs> I, I do want to. I do want on a serious note. On a serious. I do want to say that this is not a good look for the league. No, I. Is yeah, it it's so. It's I don't not. think it's that bad. It's because you do have like even in like the NFL and the NBA, you have brawls that break out now and again. Yeah, but that's but that's but not it's usually not coaches. <laughs> like but, that's that's yeah. another level of like they've had yikes. some really bad ones where you know like the NBA mouse of the palace where they're literally fighting the fans. Yeah, um, true. But yeah, but, no, not great. I think the the league did a good job in stepping in and saying, hey. Um, this is obviously unacceptable. So they both uh, cop six-week bans uh, and have to pay a monetary fine in the form of a donation to a charity of MLR's choice and then some community service. So, um, you know, good good on the league for stepping in and, um, and you know, showing that, hey, this is not going to be tolerated and we're going to hand out some hefty punishments. Agreed. I think the league handled it so well because, like, yeah. I, I honestly, I feel like this is a problem that I don't think they ever thought they were going to need to manage. Right. Well, apparently, so from what I had heard is human is apparently like the epitome of like um, a gentle giant and like he's very, very nice guy. He doesn't really get angry at people. But apparently what like the bits and pieces I heard is Heineke Mayer is the director of rugby and he was down on the field in like a huddle talking to players and this Oliver Richardson came over and, like, basically grabbed him and, like, yelled at him to get off the field or something. This is what I had heard and read somewhere, so I'm not 100... I can't say for absolute certain if this is what actually happened, but apparently he essentially, you know, put hands on um, his boss, on human's boss, because he doesn't believe... You know, obviously it's been a controversy in the past about coaches being on the field coaching, even though he's the director of rugby, but so was... So it was, you know, in South Africa, same thing. Um, Razzy Erasmus. Razzy Erasmus, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And then, so that obviously ticked him off and a fight ensued. Regardless, though, both of them in the wrong for getting into a fight like that. Um, For sure. Yeah. I I I think if you have a problem with that, like, like, you shouldn't step on yourself and 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 like try to involve yourself you know like i think right. that's something that like if it is against the rules and he's not supposed to be there like of and rules the of conduct for the league, yeah, then, reported, then yeah, you just the league say hey yeah exactly yeah. and again like can't say can't verify if that's exactly what happened that's just right. something that that's you're saying story that went around. Around. i'm not yeah. going to point fingers at who's at fault or anything um but yeah no i mean uh you know, in the end, though, I think it did make for an entertaining, uh, for some entertainment oh, on the weekend. I gotta say, I enjoyed scrolling through rugby reddits um, that that day. It was very entertaining. The amount of memes that were made out of the image of uh, was it with his hand up or whatever, like that was uh, uh it was hilarious. All right, um, so moving on from the coach battle. To other MLR news, um, uh, we had um, what looks uh, like a pretty brutal game. I don't um, know, Beckett. Did you purposely put this on the uh, in the notes made for this, or maybe, was this like an accidental like bias kind of thing? Maybe because like, a phenomenal match. It was, Are you it was sure? 
great game. Yes, yes, I thought it was a phenomenal game. For why don't you? Why don't you give us? Why don't you give us like a two-minute blurb about it? <laughs> oh my goodness! So yeah, and then we'll so carry on. Seattle clearly very upset from losing um, two in a row to Utah and San Diego, so they bounced back last week against Toronto, and then it was like, "That's not enough. We have to go and put the league on notice." So they went out there and they annihilated Dallas, sixty-one to nineteen. They scored nine tries. Rico Hatting. Had um, three tries himself. Jordan Chet um, went eight for nine from the tee on his conversions for 16 points. It was ridiculous. Um, some interesting statistics from the game. Um, that So the um, Seattle actually had less ball carries, 84 to 92, and had to make more tackles, 163 to 159. Um, but they had significantly more... Um, lineouts 23 to 13 could be partially because they would uh, earning so many penalties and just kicking down the the line and um, scored a couple driving malls and in, in, in close uh, quarters uh, tries from those and they had way more scrums 12 to 3 so there was significantly more handling errors from Dallas in this match um, but it was a phenomenal match for for, for, for Seattle, Seattle, fans. Seattle fans yes Dan Krill I don't know if we ever said this was on something. Huh? It was 61 to 19. 61 for, to 19. For the, yeah. for the record. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if Beckett said it. So I just thought we, we Beckett, wanted... you have like 30 more seconds left. Okay. All right. Yes. Obviously, <laughs> phenomenal match. Everybody played great. We wanted to break the scoring record, but that still belongs to New England 80 to 5 a couple weeks ago over Toronto. So. Yeah, there's been some brutal beatings this year in terms of scores. I, I don't know. And some great upsets, though. True, true. But specifically, I saw it like, oh, this this game, um, I was not expecting it to be a massive um, um, obliteration, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Um, especially because, like, I don't know, Dallas were, was putting up points uh, up against um, San Diego. I mean, they didn't beat San Diego. Yeah. Um, and then before that, we're putting up points against Houston. So it looked like they were... You know, I thought they were on a on a decent trajectory to at least be competitive with a lot more teams, um, and then this happened. So well, I will say they are definitely not the worst team in the league because that belongs to the Toronto Arrows. They've given Yikes. up almost almost a hundred more points than Chicago with only playing one more match. So Yikes. rough. Yeah, I mean Chicago. Rough. They've been better. They're just they really or Chicago, Dallas, Dallas. They've been better. They just really need to be more consistent, I think, game to game. They uh it's you know, you can still see that they have a real lack of depth um that yeah. they need to overcome. But um I wanna also point out in the East it's really close. New uh, New England, they they've got a stranglehold on the top spot right now. They got thirty eight points, they're eight and two. But then two through five is pretty close. You got Nola, they're five and five, twenty-six points. DC four and five, twenty-five points. New York four and six, twenty-three points, and then Atlanta four and five, twenty points. So you got four teams right there that are within um, a, a win and a draw of each other. So that's pretty impressive. Shows a lot of parity for most of the league. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's move into some of the um, like non-week to week news for. 
MLR and and let's let's talk about um, all the people coming and playing in the MLR. We have um, Joe Tafete signing for Houston, and then Joe. other. Yeah, yeah, um, and okay, I'm gonna butcher some of these names, so I'm gonna make Beckett say them. Okay, so obviously you you skipped over <laughs> one important one, Bodie oh, yeah, Waka. Right. He's I back. Did. He's back, baby, with New England. He's signing signed through to the twenty through the 2025 season. That's great. The league MVP is back for a team that's already He's on top of their conference. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, um, some great, some awesome uh, young talent has made its way over to the MLR. Um, a lot of great young guys. Uh, we have Sam Fagali, uh, prop. He signed with Utah. He's been playing uh, his club rugby over in in Perth, uh, Western Australia, and he was actually playing on the USA Hawks. He just got signed up by Utah. He's a twenty-year-old uh, hooker, or he's a prop. Sorry, twenty-year-old prop. Um, Tog, Tommy Amiwa Agbongbon and Kitten Ojo uh, both got signed to Houston from their Prem clubs. Uh, Tommy is Tamiwa is a 21 flanker. He's been with Lesser Tigers for the last few years in their academy setup. He's originally, um, I believe, from Houston. And uh, Kitten Ojo, yeah, he is um, a winger. Uh, I think he is originally from Chicago, um, and he's coming over from, I think, Harlequin. Yes. And then we have, last but not least, Steveni Lombard signing with Chicago. Big hooker slash loose forward. He's originally born in Tonga. He grew up uh, much of his life in Hawaii, and he comes over from the All-Ireland League. So he's only 23 as well, so a lot of young talent there. Um, All USA eligible. Um, so that's great to see. Hopefully the league can get even more of these uh, USA young USA-eligible guys who have experience overseas in academies like that. That would be great to see more of them. For sure. I think that could really make an impact on like the league as a whole. And, and uh, honestly, like that trickles in every direction, I would say, at that level. So yeah, would be good to also, see. Also, correcting my mistake... Tamiwa Ogbongbon is originally from New Jersey. Kitten Ojo is originally from Houston. Ah, okay. So homecoming for him, really. Yeah, really. Yeah. That's awesome. CJ, do you got any big thoughts about it? Well, obviously, being the resident Houston fan, I'm totally okay with one of the best, historically best hookers in the world coming to play for us. I'm not mad. Totally <laughs> not mad. It gives us some more depth in the front row as well. Not mad whatsoever. And then keep get bringing us the young guys, especially to work with guys like Pote Hooman. Like, he, he's, a, he's a well-known coach in this league who has lots of experience elsewhere. So getting him to teach him up and coach him up is great for, for not only Houston, but for the league as well. And I'm sure his players would like to know that he's willing to fight for them. There, yeah, and he's yeah, all. He'll, he'll, you know what? As a matter of fact, that's probably why they <laughs> wanted to come out over to Houston because they saw them and they're like, "Dang, coach really knows how to fight for us. He will stand up for us too." And so, we have a great culture. I mean, we're only in third place in the West, but it's okay. It's a tight race in the West. I think you know this is um, one of the most 
open years MLR has ever had. Yeah, it is. I look and there's like five it. or six teams right now that I'm like, they could realistically, it, they just need to get on a hot streak and they can win it. They get on a hot yeah, streak. Yeah, I mean, like, to be clear, like, the Western Conference is in far better shape than the Eastern Conference for, uh, like, quality uh, competition for each team at this point. <laughs> the West, the West, they got the top teams, and but the East, they got the mid table. It's really pretty stacked. Yeah. All righty. Well, I think that does it for us this week. Uh, I think we covered everything that we've wanted to talk about and has been uh, conversations in our uh, group chat for the last couple of weeks, even though we haven't been able to get together and do a real recording. So it's nice for us to be back at it. Hopefully next week or next episode, we'll have uh, our wonderful guest that we're trying to work out and uh, it'll be a good one. To wrap it up, I want to say that first of all, everybody should go check out the website, tigerstalkprod.com. So that's T-I-G-E-R-S-T-A-L-K-P-R-O-D.com. You can spell calm by yourself. Uh, <laughs> check it out. We have the merchandise is on there. If you want to listen to older episodes, like our first episode with Kim Henning, which is a long time ago, you can go go and find it on there. You can uh, look at some of the merchandise, like all the different T-shirts, like the Clemson Rugby T-shirts that we have. I mean, you might as well celebrate a national championship with a new T-shirt or a uh, phone case. So go ahead and go check that out. As well as if you want to read some... Uh, blogs from Beckett. Go ahead and take uh, take a look at his blogs. Uh, and then finally, for the weekend, the schedule. So coming up, we got Rugby ATL versus Chicago in Atlanta on the 6th. Also on the 6th is Dallas and D.C., Utah and San Diego. And then on the 7th, we have New York playing NOLA. And that'll wrap up the weekend for this next weekend. So all of that looks like on the Rugby Network, except for the Dallas DC. That will be on Fox Sports 2. So if you have Fox Sports or Fox Sports 2, go check that one out. It'll be at 7 p.m. So go watch some rugby.